Hello listeners and welcome to another episode of State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. My name is Stephen Payton and I'll be your guide today. The date is Friday the 22nd of October 2021. Let's get into it. Kicking things off, the UK is playing silly games around devolution to explain away their latest behaviour. Okay, so here's a brief recap of the situation for anyone just tuning in. Scotland receives its block spending grant as part of the UK through Barnet Consequentials. All this basically means is that when spending in England rises, Scotland's block grant also rises by a proportionate amount. After all, we all pay into the same pot through our taxes and debt. But now, the UK government has decided that it is going to increase spending in England as part of its so-called levelling up fund, and then, instead of passing on that money to the block grant as it should, will just directly spend that money on our behalf in areas that are actually devolved to the Scottish Parliament, meaning that we are actually losing a degree of democratic control over how our money is being spent, and further, it is undermining devolution itself. Tory MP Michael Gove, however, sees no problem here. According to him, the UK government isn't bypassing devolution when it ignores the Scottish Parliament to directly invest and control areas that fall within the remit of the Scottish Parliament. They're just augmenting devolution. You can call it whatever you want, Gove, but that doesn't make it true. How else would you describe the decision to actively bypass our elected parliament to decide on our behalf where to spend money in areas that we as a nation have elected officials to govern on? Particularly when you take into account the simple fact that the aims and ambitions of the Conservative government almost entirely run counter to the democratic will of Scots, who have not backed a Tory government since the 1950s. Then again, maybe Michael Gove just doesn't actually know what devolution is, like his Westminster colleagues this week. In the House of Commons yesterday, SNP MP Drew Hendry was left a little surprised after asking the Junior Exports Minister Mike Freer about Brexit's impact on Scottish exports and if he would apologise to the Scottish businesses affected by the UK government's poor Brexit deal and offer some form of compensation. According to one recent report from the HMRC, by the end of June 2021, Scottish exports were down 14% compared to the previous year. And then... Mike Freer came back to say that in his new role, he would be assisting the Scottish Government's export department to sort out our little problem. Except, we don't have an exports department. International trade is a reserved power, solely in the hands of the UK and out with ours. Which just goes to show that you don't actually need to know anything on a subject before the Tories will hand you a ministerial role for it. I guess it just helps to know the right people. And worse still, Scottish representatives were functionally frozen out of the New Zealand trade deal talks. So here we have another week where devolution is undermined and misunderstood by the loudest advocates for it remaining as it is. In fact, the UK government's new union unit, which will be working behind the scenes to make the case for staying in a political union that apparently no one cares to understand or respect, has finally met. Taking that to the next level, the new union unit was formed back in February after the previous version of it collapsed, after the previous version of that one collapsed, but since then we have heard pretty much nout. But now, Michael Gove has confirmed that the secretive union unit has indeed met, though he was unwilling to say pretty much anything else on that matter. 
This was after initially refusing to release info in a Freedom of Information request from The National. Let's see how long this one lasts. And speaking of things that seem to last, Gordon Brown is back on the scene with a party review that proposes, if you can believe it, another tantalising offer of Devo Max. Gordon Brown's commission on the future of the UK will make recommendations to the Labour Party later this year on how they should approach devolution going forward. Now, some of you might point out that technically Labour already promised us the equivalent of Devomax during the 2014 referendum, but then rolled back on that so quickly after the Novo as to give themselves a whiplash in the form of electoral obliteration. Now, Labour MEP David Martin has urged the party to back devolving every power except defence to the Scottish Parliament, which would actually be a step further than earlier Devo Max proposals, which opposed the devolution of immigration powers as well. Martin was quoted as saying after the election in May that if his party truly wants to be back on the pitch, it must have something concrete to offer on the Constitution. He is not the only Labour figure backing for the devolution either, but it doesn't really matter for as long as the Tories are elected over and over again to the UK Parliament, does it? Because even if the report came back and pushed the Labour Party toward backing Devo Max, and that is a really big if, unfortunately, unless Labour then gets elected, it won't mean a thing. This was exactly the problem during the 2014 referendum, where promises were made that were dependent on Labour then being elected the next election. And England seems pretty intent on returning Boris Johnson and his pals to another term after this one. So yeah, we could wait several years for another UK election and hope that Labour win, then spend several more years hoping and waiting further for said position on devolution to actually materialise. Or we could hold our own referendum within the next year or two and make our own path. And while the Tories continue to undermine devolution, renege on promises around state pensions, which are already the worst in Europe, and cut away benefits from our most vulnerable, I don't think we really have another 10 years to wait for Labour to pull the finger out, assuming they were even capable of being elected. But that does bring us to an end this week, so with all that said, where does that leave the State of the Union? About as likely to stand up to scrutiny as almost anything that comes out the mouth of Michael Gove. See you all again next Friday.